Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, Amanda. You don't know me, but I know you. I want to play a game. Welcome to Syndicate, a film and TV podcast. From our screens to your watch list, we gather to share and discuss your next favorite. Join us as we want you to spend less time scrolling and more time watching. And now, here's your host, Armand Haddad. Pete, <clears throat> thank you so much for coming back to Syndicate. Thank you for having me. Happy to be here, as always. Yes, we're celebrating Halloween, and like you said off-air, this is the first non-sci-fi movie that you're doing. And we're doing a franchise that's very close to your heart. The Saw <laughs> franchise. Out of all the franchises, Saw. So I have to ask. I would say it's one of my favorite franchises of all time. Not my favorite. Not your ultimate favorite? I don't think I have an all-time favorite. Actually, if I had to pick an all-time favorite, it's probably Fast and Furious. Really? Maybe. I don't know. I have a, I have a, I have a shit ton of franchises that I love. You would like the Fast and the Furious. Mm-hmm. I like the first movie because it was like gearhead like heavy mm-hmm. and then the other ones that like transformed into like a crime drama they're basically the like in. well now it's basically like gearheads mixed with the adventures yes mm-hmm. they're doing car food they're throwing cars they're going cars in space and mm-hmm. cars made out of wrecking balls they even drive like a, a nuclear powered uh submarine and i'm like what is happening with this franchise yeah paul walker r.i.p r.i.p <laughs> legend so going back to saw so saw is one of your, one of your favorite franchises so why saw um, <clears throat> so I think saw because, well, one, I love the entire horror genre. So okay. something about scary movies, something about, you know, fall, we have Halloween coming up pretty soon. Yes. So that's fall is my favorite time of the year. And with that, you get pumpkin spice lattes, but you also get horror movies. So I don't know. There's just something about being scared or being like on the edge of your seat and, you know, not really knowing what comes next. So for me, the entire horror genre is my favorite genre. Okay. And the one the one thing that we'll probably get into later on is how Saw is seen as torture porn. 
right? Yes. When, yeah, I feel like that's the rap that it gets from people who don't understand the franchise. Okay. Or have never seen the Saw movies. They're like, oh, it's just people getting killed and it's all blood and guts and, you know, <laughs> chaos. And I'm like, okay, yeah, but that's like every war movie as well, so. Oh, yeah, but those those war movies don't focus in on uh, the intricacy. It's kind of like uh, Fre- uh, Jason Voorhees, where he's like killing people, and you're like rooting for him because it's like, oh, how creative are the kills gonna be? So with the Saw franchise, it's the same exact thing. You have all these puzzles that uh, the prisoners have to get through, and if they don't get through it, they die. Mm-hmm. So you talked about your love for horror movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first saw came out in 2004. So I was 13 when it came out. You were 14. And w- my friends and I did not see it in theaters because we're way too young. And that's what definitely throws me for a loop because I thought it came out much earlier. I thought it came out when I was in middle school. So you're in high school. Mm-hmm. Freshman. It came out freshman year. Okay. High school for myself when I could have sworn it came out like in 2002. no 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 yeah because like i remember when it came out uh because i was in middle school we didn't see it in theaters but we rented it from blockbuster Mm -hmm. and r.i.p r.i.p maybe it'll come back one day it'll be it'll be the netflix killer netflix can we just say the best part about blockbuster was going in finding exactly what you wanted but they didn't have it in stock but then they somehow sold you on 20 dollars worth of candy in the last checkout line uh yeah it was like, okay, so like Blockbuster is kind of like the movie going experience, except you take the movie home, but the concessions are still expensive. It's mm-hmm. the same exact price. Mm-hmm. So I wonder, is that how Blockbuster makes their money? Because like all these movie theaters, they make their money from concessions. That's why it's like, one popcorn, please. And it's like 20 bucks. And it's like, ugh, I'm getting do you robbed. Remember, <laughs> do you remember when Blockbuster introduced the, and we're way off topic now, but they in- introduced a microwavable popcorn bucket i do you remember that oh my god and it was like it was like the buckets of popcorn you get in the movie theater (laughs) but you put it in your microwave and it would just pop popcorn in a bucket so you had the whole theater experience at home and then when you're finished with the popcorn you get like the disgusting fake residue Mm -hmm. pool at the bottom it's like oh what did i just eat (laughs) Mm, clogged arteries yes but back to saw so like my friends and i saw it you know, we rented it from Blockbuster, and that's how we had access to it. We had an affinity toward, towards horror. I don't know why, so I'm going to ask you, like, what drew you into horror? I wonder if you have the same story as me, because, like, my friends and I were like, you know what? I think we started with, like, Sixth Sense or something. <clears throat> like, watch a Sixth Sense, and we're like, well, it's not that scary. Let's find the scariest movie, and we would, like, clown on each other, like, oh, you got scared. So, like, we would watch it, like, like... <laughs> tempering our steel in the flames where like we will not be scared and to this day i don't watch horror movies get scared mm-hmm. same as entertainment so like do you have a similar story yeah it's not really like a you know flex on the friends like if you get scared or not i think what really drove me to the horror genre was the serial killer niche of the horror genre okay. so <clears throat> not every horror movie is like a serial killer you know, type horror. You have your, you have your demon movies. You have your serial killer movies. Right. You have your, you know, the whole umbrella is gigantic. Jeepers Creepers, right? You have your oh, yeah. alien horror movies, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Like, there's just something about killers themselves have these unreal 
qualities of like domination. Okay. And for me, I'm a very like controlling person. Okay. Like I like to have full control in everything that I do. And I see that in, it sounds really fucking bad, but like I see that in like in these like crazy ass killer movies. Okay. Because they're, <laughs> it, oh man, it makes me sound like a fucking so psycho. Are you Jigsaw? Oh, yeah, nope. Nope. I think you're Jigsaw, nope. man. Nope. No, it's just, it's, it's weird. Like there's something, I don't know. It's like I'm a, interviewing a, a serial killer. Right you, now. you are. I've never <laughs> thought about it like this, but like, I don't know. It's like this weird, it's fascinating to me. It's very fascinating to me. It's like, if I can interject, it's like, I have control issues too. I'm a designer. It's the I, mind of a killer. That's what drives me to it. Because like, we both have like those controlling aspects in our work or our life, but like, we have it under control because we're mm-hmm. normal. These uh, fantastical serial killers are like, let's just fully fucking indulge and go crazy and like, set up these elaborate uh, escape rooms well, essentially mm-hmm. and... Right. But that's also what kind of drives me to my love for escape rooms is this whole puzzle and you're timed. Yeah. So it's fun to think of like an escape room as life or death, like your own version of of like a saw trap because you are timed to get out of this. And let's say the escape room is actually real. You don't get out. You're fucked. I was going to bring this up later, but we could talk about it now. Do you think Saw, the whole Saw franchise, the Saw craze, like it was a fucking craze back in the day. Do you oh, think yeah. that it was inspired? Like, it was like every, every single Halloween, it was like, it's Halloween. That means Saw. <laughs> Seesaw 4. Seesaw 3D. Like Saw 6. Saw 6. It's not done yet. <laughs> Nothing's ever final. <laughs> okay. Sweet. Yeah, I think... Uh, it, it it could have been, you know, something that helped accelerate. I think it's escape I rooms, but I feel like rooms back I feel like day. escape rooms have always been there, but they blew up recently. Yeah, over the last ten years or so, who knows? I think it was because of Saw. Okay, I'm going to say Saw. Saw. Thank you, Saw, for our escape room fun. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, I was I was rewatching the first Saw, and I'm going to say right now. That was the only Saw movie I've ever seen. I've seen a little bit of two, and then I, and then I ducked So you've out. only seen the first one? I've only seen the first one. You've seen them all. Right? I've seen them you've all. Seen all nine movies. I think I've seen the first six easily 20, 30 times each. What? Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? No. Holy shit, dude. Yeah. What? It, so it's like, it's like with Star Wars with me. So like whenever a new Star Wars movie would come out, I would rewatch the entire franchise. Okay. And then that new one, boom. So when the latest oh, trilogy came out, yeah. I watched everything again for every movie to come out. So it saw, since there was nine of them, you kept on going that ride mm-hmm. over and over and over. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Because like the storyline for these films are so convoluted. I have oh, yeah. so many questions. The, the about timeline this. is all over the place. It sometimes it makes no sense. Sometimes it's just yeah, it's it's all over the place. Yeah. So I was rewatching the first film and I was like with my modern mindset looking at it, you know, in 2022, I was like, oh, this is an escape room. They're in an mm-hmm. escape room right now. Because like originally when I watched, I was like, oh man, they got kidnapped. They're stuck in this room. They have all these clues. Right. I, oh, there's clues. Now it's like, oh, it's an escape room. Yeah, and that's what makes 
the f- right it's it's basically an escape room all of them are escape rooms and if you don't escape you die right that's the whole premise of saw which yeah. everyone sees it as mm-hmm. the first movie jigsaw's mo is different than every movie after that really mm-hmm. because like okay so in the first film let's get into it so the first film saw well, hold on hold on okay i didn't talk about how i first introduced myself to saw oh okay all right let's get so, into it how did you first get into saw so um back when it first came out it actually released in 2003 as a short film and really if you can recall to the reverse bear trap yeah trap the girl with the girl um there's actually a short film where the victim was actually a man same exact scene and they used that to get funding for the full movie oh nice so i want to say i saw that first somewhere i don't know you want to be a hipster (laughs) (laughs) no i'm not a hipster but um, I saw the short film and I was like, that is amazing. I saw the short film and then I had an old style and then I went and smoked a Marlboro Red. And I was like, fuck. I was dude. 14. It's 14. I was like, I saw some shit, man. <laughs> oh, goodness. You no, don't understand. No. So, um, actually, fun fact regarding Saw it was praised. Saw itself was praised at Sundance. I mean, this was the first of its kind. James Wan. Hit it out of the park because mm-hmm. I remember watching it when I was thirteen, and I was like, "Oh my god, this yeah. is a really good movie." And then saw two, and I was like, "What?" But the story was done. Yeah. So <laughs> I first came around to saw back when it was first released on DVD. That happened in two thousand three, right? Mm-hmm. For around that time. Yeah. And I was actually at my uncle's house. He was you know, hanging out with my brother and I all day. So my parents dropped us off at his place Ronald. and his, yep. Ron. Uncle Ron. Ron and his roommate. I want to say his roommate's name was AJ. He received one of the first DVDs of saw. He got it as a gift because it came out around his birthday on DVD. And back when DVDs had like the full trailer and stuff on the actual DVD before you would watch it. Yeah. Remember those days? Yeah. So he was watching the trailer and he calls Ron. He's like, Ron, come check this shit out. <laughs> and Ron's like, what? So my brother and I, we follow our uncle. We check out what this dude's watching. And there's it's a full trailer of Saw 1. And the whole like, he doesn't want to cut through our chains. He wants to cut through our feet. Yeah. That whole thing. <laughs> and AJ pauses the trailer, even though the trailer's like 120 seconds long only, uh-huh. two minutes, pauses the trailer. And he's like, dude, this shit's whack. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm just oh thinking, what the fuck is this? I like how he can pause the trailer, but like we all know, mm-hmm. we can't skip them. Remember Ex- exactly like Red X. I'm like, God mm-hmm. damn it, yeah, can't skip a trailer. So as I'm watching this trailer, that's when I see my first ever visual of Billy the Clown in Saw. So the clown oh, yeah. on the videotapes, his name is Billy. You get into that later in the series. Yeah, I didn't know his name was Billy. His name is Billy. I thought he was Jigsaw. No, he's just a prop. But Jigsaw's the man. Jigsaw's the man. Yeah. But Billy's the clown, which is the prop for the I want to play game. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that. And when I saw that, the first thing that triggered in my mind was Twisted Metal, the video game. Oh, yeah, the clown. The clown. Yeah. From Twisted Metal. And the whole um, 
the whole style of the trailer itself mm-hmm. was very similar to the storylines in Twisted Metal Black, which came out in 2001. Oh my God, you're right. Mm-hmm. That's why you thought it was earlier. Right. That game was so fucked up. So yeah, there's, I loved it. there's all those little storylines of every character. And that is how I tied, oh wow, I'm fascinated in this movie because of this video game that I played. So Twisted Metal Black got you into horror movies. Right. Because essentially it was well, a horror movie. Not really, because I loved horror movies growing up. Um, literally everything. I remember watching like Friday the 13th or Scream or whatever as a kid. Loved them. Okay. But this one was just different. Twisted Metal Black? No, Saw. Oh, Saw. Yeah. Why was it different? What, what separated? Well, I would love to hear what you have to say. I, I can answer that. But like what separated Saw? From like the slasher films, like Friday the Thirteenth, Scream, that came before it. I think because Jigsaw is more like a. This sounds really fucked up. He's more of like a visionary when it comes to his victims. Okay. Rather than just like Scream, Jason, those dudes. They, they're they just killing. They, they go out. They kill just because they're like, I gotta kill. That's how I survive, <laughs> right? But Jigsaw, okay. he is taking people who do who are not either grateful for being alive or they are just wasting the gift of life. Right. So yeah. his victims are like drug dealers, criminals, junkies, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, there's one victim <laughs> which uh, does not fit the MO at all who's in the first movie. So there's a there's there's one trap where this guy is shot up with like some poison whatever yes. in his veins, yeah. and he has to unlock a safe. That safe has an antidote in it. Yep. However, his entire body is covered in flammable jelly. Yes. And what is he holding? A candle. Yep. Right. So, do you know why he was put in that trap? Why? Because he called into work sick too many times. <laughs> well, I'll give you something to be sick about. The antidote's in the safe. Exactly. And it's just like, oh, fuck, should I not, not take PTO anymore? Nah. Like, am I gonna, should I not take PTO? I think that's why I don't take PTO. It's traumatized. It's traumatized me. No, I'll get caught by saw. You know, when I was a kid, too, I was like, oh, don't get caught by saw. It's kind of like a bedtime story in a way. Mm-hmm. A modern bedtime story. Modern day boogeyman. Bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The saw, the jigsaw will get you. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I feel like saw is like our generation's Friday the 13th. It really is. Mm-hmm. It 100% is. Like yeah. I felt like the slashers came to an end, and then Saw kicked off this whole new genre well, yeah, that because, everyone's copying. Right, because then you, it ended. you had your classic horror cinema that was like flooding the 70s, 80s, early, mid-90s, and then there was this blank period where like things were just getting thrown at the wall like spaghetti, right? Oh, yeah. Saw, stuck. Paranormal activity, stuck. Mm-hmm. So we had this huge wave of you know, torture porn and like demonic possessions, yep, all that shit. And I'd rather take the torture porn than the demonic shit because that freaks me out. <laughs> I, I like the trend that's happening right now where it's a little bit more cerebral, like the true horror mm-hmm. is within. Well, that's like hereditary. And true. And if you summer. think of the first Saw movie, there's not a whole lot of torture in it. There's actually minimal blood in it. So right. it's more of a 
thriller mystery than a torture porn slasher killer movie. Right. I think it was first it first came out in February and not October as like a soft release. Ooh. So it's more of like a thriller mystery. Okay. And I think what ma- like gives it its its little, you know, um flavor, its own unique flavor is the way that each victim is filmed. So if you can think of like the reverse bear trap or any of the other traps, you don't see people, you know, getting tortured, but it's the frantic camera fast forwardness yeah. of the way that it's shot. And that was a big trend in the mid two thousands. Like I was rewatching this and I'm like, mm-hmm. Ooh, I remember this. The frantic, like the long exposure mm-hmm. where they're like oh, they're getting all mm-hmm. blurry and they're going crazy. Right. You know, and quick shots. I feel like that frantic nature of shooting just accentuates how frantic they are in that setting as a victim. Mm-hmm. And that's why it like hits you to your core. You're like, holy shit, this is fucking crazy. And then you as a viewer watching this and it's like, I'm, this is spiking my anxiety. Mm-hmm. Uh, they need to get out. And then, yep. but in the beginning of the scene, we see the aftermath. It's like, oh, they mm-hmm. didn't make it. And then, then we learn the context of what happened to them. Well, of who? Well, I'm thinking of like the candle guy, the razor wire guy. Mm-hmm. The only thing that's different is the bear trap lady. Because like she, I don't want to, let's, let's get into the movie. Your podcast is all about spoilers. So that's true. If you're listening to this, you've seen the movies already. Mm-hmm. So like she survived. Right. Amanda. Yes. Would you like to talk about Amanda a little bit? So do we want to talk about her as a character or actually let's, okay. Cause I want to get into all the movies and I know she is like a, she becomes a bigger character mm-hmm. as the series goes on. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about, let's, let's. Put a pin in that. Let's talk about our two main characters in the Saw movie. For first sure. First one. So. Dr. Gordon. Dr. Gordon. And photographer Adam. Okay. So they wake up in this room mm-hmm. and they don't know why they're there. They don't even know each other. And there's a dead body in the middle of the floor. Yes. That already sets up. That's like a great way to like get the viewer right into the action. It's, it's quite like, the icebreaker. It's like, oh my God. It's like, it's like, I've never seen anything like this in a movie before. What the hell is going on? Right. And why are they chained to the wall? Right. I absolutely love the first movie because like what the characters know is what we know. Mm-hmm. We don't know why they're there. They don't know why they're there. They're trying to figure this out as we're trying to figure it out too. Mm-hmm. Like James Wan did a fantastic job of doing the first film. Mm-hmm. Like th- I could see why this like exploded in popularity because it's like it takes you on a ride. It really does. It does. It does from beginning to end, but you don't get the full plot line until the end. But then also you don't get the full MO of Jigsaw until, holy shit, I've watched all 10 movies. Well, 10's coming out next year. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, like he, the way that the whole movie unfolds is you have these victims, quote unquote victims, that you know, are seen as you you can call them degenerates or you can call them people who aren't grateful for the gift of life that they've been given. Right. But let's dive into why Jigsaw picks them. Why did, why does he pick them? So in the first Saw movie, you, I want to say the first Saw movie. I forget which Saw movie it is. Even though I've seen them all too many times, but John Kramer, he is diagnosed with cancer. Yes. Untreatable cancer. And he's given X amount of time to live. He falls into a spiral. 
No pun intended. <laughs> no pun intended. And he tries to commit suicide. So he drives his car off a cliff, blah, 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 survives a car crash. And through that survival, he basically reaches some sort of enlightenment. And he's like, wow, I've been given this gift of life and I'm not going to waste it. So he wants to share that same experience with people who are not valuing their own lives. Hence the different saw traps. Yes. But like, I just love that epiphany because like, he took matters into his own hands. He's like, I'm going to end my life. I lived. Oh, wow. Like this cathartic epiphany that mm-hmm. happens to an individual like that. What he's doing is forcing people to have that experience. It's like, survive. And if you do, you will appreciate life. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's... there's That's where the sick uh, nature comes in. Yeah, but it's kind of like... Um, it's like a sick, twisted form of baptism. Oh, because yeah, they are coming out of this experience a changed human, more yeah. or less. That's the plan, right? But um, as we go later into the franchise and we talk about um, Amanda, who is a large character in the franchise, she starts complaining like, no one changes. People go through this. Nobody fucking changes, blah, blah, blah. And she's just going fucking crazy. But um. Yeah, I could I could definitely see where he's trying to come from as this like oh, I'm not sure what to label him as. But because he's not technically a serial killer. Well, he's never killed anybody. Right. He's kind of I don't know. It's kind of like that Charles Manson approach to it. Because like Charles Manson didn't really kill anybody. He had other people kill people. Mm-hmm. It's like uh John Kramer, is that his name? John Kramer. Yeah, he's like, I never killed anybody. The choice was in their hands. Right. So it's kind of like, it's kind of like a Dr. Kevorkian. Do you know Dr. Kevorkian? I do not. He was a doctor in, I believe, the 80s and 90s, and he did assisted suicide. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, that's ringing the bell. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of like, he's not killing people. These people want to die. They're committing suicide. He's just helping them. Mm-hmm. Well, didn't they basically pull the plunger themselves? Like he just like helped set it up. Yeah. And they just like did it themselves. And he gave them so many outs like, you don't, you shouldn't. Are you sure? Are you sure? Mm -hmm. Are you sure? And so, yeah, then they end up, he got in trouble because he's essentially killing people. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, he's not really, he's just facilitating their death. And it's kind of like what Jigsaw is doing. Mm, very he's, true. He's adding these. Here's the environments. Granted, he put them in the environments, but <laughs> well, right. He kidnapped them, forced them into it. Yes, but, but he didn't kill them. You know, they just at the same died. time. At the same time, like he basically studies each one of his victims before he chooses them. And right. every single movie, almost every single movie in the Saw franchise, he has like a dossier on every single victim, and basically. That is his, you know, Sanny's, Sanny's, Santa's nicer, naughty list. <laughs> like, oh, they're actually a good human or, okay, they qualify for my games. So that is nuts. It's a very analytical approach to this serial killer. I can just imagine the, the off-brand Saw movies set around the holidays. Like, Are you naughty or nice? Do you want to play a game? 
<laughs> so it's like Jigsaw Santa, where he's like a serial killer. I don't want to give anyone any ideas. If you're going to do that, just credit me, please. Um, I just had so many things pop into my head. It's like, there's no snow this year. Just ash. Just ash. Just blood. Just blood. Blood on the snow. But... That sounds like a like hardcore death metal Christmas album. Blood on the snow. Blood on the snow. I bet you it exists. It probably does. <laughs> hey, Jamie, can you pull up Blood on the Snow? <laughs> .mp3. It's a Norwegian black metal band. They, uh... Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so what do you want to know about Saw? I feel like I can go on oh a million different tangents. Okay. You know what? Let's just talk about Amanda. Okay. Because, like, she, so she, she survives the trap. Mm-hmm. And please explain this. As the series goes on, I didn't know this, because, like, I watched Saw 2, and there was one of the traps where this girl falls into a, a pit of needles, mm-hmm. hypodermic needles. Mm-hmm. And I don't have a problem with needles. I paused the movie, and I was like, this is stupid. They're actually, they're actually used heroin needles. Oh, because she was a junkie, right? She was that a junkie. Yeah. yeah. But they weren't because of her. The pit was meant for a drug dealer in that movie who would supply heroin. Oh, okay. Yeah. At that point, I was like, you know, I liked how grounded, quote, grounded the first film was. And then, of course, as the series goes on, they up the ante. They have to mm-hmm. make it more and more fantastical. And what, I, I saw the blood in the water, and I was like, saw two. I'm tapping out. Mm-hmm. This is not for me anymore. I like the first film. This is a little bit too crazy. Um, but Amanda lives. And in the subsequent films, she becomes an acolyte of Jigsaw. What's mm-hmm. the actual term that they use? She basically becomes like a disciple yeah. of John Kramer. So there's a cult of John Kramer. And he recru- he recruits a lot of people. Mm-hmm. right? So there's- Surprisingly, some characters I did not expect. I was like, wait, what? Yeah. I did some research about this franchise, and mm-hmm. I'm like, the, I have so many questions for Pete right now. Right. So there are so many twists and turns when it comes to, one, John Kramer, but also the following and disciples of John Kramer. That's nuts. Who he uses as, you know, um, support, you know, people to get his games done. So I think he chooses those people because they survive his tests. But then he sees them as fully being in this new baptized state that he was in. And they are like, we will carry the torch for you. Oh, my God. So it's like a cult. It is a cult. It's a cult, basically. He's a cult leader. Mm -hmm. It's a cult of killers. It's like with every cult, I'm not going to say they have good intentions in the beginning, but we have a dude, usually a guy, that's like, I'm the enlightened one. I will show you the way, the truth of life. I need to have sex with all the females in this group. John Kramer doesn't do that, right? Mm -mm. So it's just, is he fully enlightened in his path of redeeming humanity, getting rid of their, what's his goal? What is his goal? Well, that's a very tricky question. What is his goal? He's dying of cancer. Well, He's, he's having these disciples. He's not dying of cancer. He's not dying of cancer. Was that fake? It was a, Oh my God. Malpractice. <clears throat> what? Okay. So, what? so. Oh my God. Let's see. It was fake. It was fake the whole time. In the you movie Jigsaw. The ninth movie. In the movie Jigsaw. Yes. We find out. So in the first movie, Saw 1. Yeah. We find out that John Kramer has an inoperable tumor, etc. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And he's going to die. So 
we find out in the ninth installment that his x-rays were mislabeled for different patients. And the nurse or x-ray tech that mislabeled him becomes one of his first game players. And then if we continue with the spoiler alert, that x-ray tech uh-huh. becomes one of the carrying the torch guys for him. There's a lot of twists and turns. Okay, so in the first movie, we have the photographer and we have the surgeon. Mm-hmm. The photographer dies, correct? Well, he's get, left there. Right? He's left there. He's left there. And the surgeon cuts off his foot. Mm-hmm. And he hobbles away. And I was like, damn, he did it. And the big twist of the first movie is that Jigsaw was actually in that room the whole time pretending to be dead. Mm-hmm. And he gets up, he walks away. And it's like, oh my God. Yeah. The reason, and like that was like the major twist that no one saw coming. No. No one sees that in like any other horror genre. I mean, yeah, Scream had a pretty good twist. The first one, when you, first, when you first see it for the first time. Yeah. But that twist was so new and just like refreshing yeah. when it comes to horror. And you're just like, what the fuck was that? It was there the whole time. It was there the entire time. And then every movie after Saw 1, they were upping the ante with the twists. And it was just a roller coaster of a ride. Because as soon as you hear the Hello Zep uh, score, yeah, and I love that score. It's up there with me with like Star Wars. <laughs> it's up, like this score is so fucking good. It gets me jacked. Nah. You just, listen to it at the gym. Yeah. I will listen to it on my commute. Yeah. <laughs> it was also oh sampled in a hip hop song years ago. I forget which song it was. But anyways. Um, but yeah, I think you've definitely made it as a horror movie, like niche brand, whatever you want to say. When you have actual music artists sampling your music oh, from yeah. the movie. When you have the Simpsons, you know. Oh, right trying to reenact some things from your movie. Scary movie. Anyways, scary movie. So, yeah, so, okay. So this this movie franchise, just like M. Night Shyamalan, wanted to build and build mm-hmm. the twists. And one of the twists was that that surgeon that survived, I just figured he died of mm-hmm. blood loss. Mm-hmm. He lives, and he becomes a disciple of John Kramer. Mm-hmm. And when I saw that, I was like, Shut the right. fuck up. So we we don't actually get that closure for that, you know, scenario until the movie Jigsaw, the ninth movie. Really? We don't yeah, we have no idea that this doctor is alive still, blah, blah, blah. And in the back of my head, I was like, he's still alive. I know he's doing this shit. Really? Yeah. So I want to say it's Saw Two or Saw Three. I forget which one it is, but the opening torture scene, there's a guy with a key behind his eye. And he has Ooh, I think he, that's two. He has that's a two. I fly trap on his head with it's like an iron mask type thing with nails in it. That's the second one. I second one. one. So if you watch the video closely of Jigsaw, quote unquote, the caped hooded jigsaw in the yeah. video, putting the key behind his eye, when he turns away from the camera to go operate on the guy's body. You see a little limp when he walks. And I immediately no. registered that is Dr. Gordon 
with his severed foot. So they were planning this the whole time? I don't think it was planned the whole time, but it was something that I had in the back of my head ever since I saw that scene. But why would they make him have a limp? Don't know. Like, what, what other reason would there be don't to know. have a limp? I feel like with every installment of Saw, they were fighting for funding. Okay. Like, it was never really, like, a guarantee every year. So there's no way that they planned from Saw 2 to Saw 9 to have that connect. There's no way. I don't believe that. I feel like they're fighting for funding. Okay. However, every single Saw movie reached over $100 million at the, at the, at the box office, except for one, which reached $69 million. And that was, Hey, 69 Hey. And that was Spiral, right? No. I think it was Saw 3, actually. Oh, Saw, wow. Saw 3 or 4. Yeah. Oh, wow. But the total amount of budget to make these movies so far, yeah, $120 million for nine movies. And they grossed a billion. Holy shit. That is nuts. I mean, it's just, it blows my mind that they had to fight for funding for each and every movie. The Saw franchise has made more money than the Scream franchise. Really? Mm-hmm. And like everyone knows It Scream. ranks number five. Scream? No, Saw. Saw is the fifth highest grossing horror franchise in cinema history. What's above it? Um, Friday the 13th. Of course. Um, those, those classic Halloween? ones. Halloween. Uh, well, yeah, all, Halloween. All those classic ones. Okay. But wow, Saw. Mm-hmm. That's... You don't expect it. Maybe because like we grew up with Saw and we always see like, oh man, another Saw movie. Except for you, you're like, Yes! Yes. Oh, yeah. I need to know more. Yeah, there's just something that, I don't know. So, but outside of Saw, like, okay, people love to hate Saw. And I love to love things that people hate. So, so you're a hipster. No, yeah, you no. Know. Like, I think it all first started with me around Halloween as well. Okay. When I would go trick-or-treating and then you'd trade your candy with friends afterwards. Yep. Yep. People hated the orange and yellow Starburst. Mm-hmm. Orange and yellow Starburst or banana Laffy Taffies. And I was like, hey, if I trade four or five Kit Kats for like 30 of these Laffy Taffies, I'll have more candy. So I learned to love what but people you, hated at a young age. But you won't have the Kit Kats. No, but I'll have more to enjoy in the long run. Did you actually eat all your candy? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, it, Hence my love for sour gummy everything. Sour gummies are good. What what I ended up doing was like I have my whole bag and then I put it in the closet and then I forget about it. And then I find I'm like, oh yeah. Oops. My freezer to this day at any point has about three to five pounds of sour gummies in the freezer. So if I open up your freezer right now, there'd mm-hmm. be five pounds. Mm-hmm. Do you put them in like drinks or something? No. No, I just eat them. I freeze them because it deters me from blowing through a bag so fast. They have to thaw out. You can't just eat an ice cube. I am learning about your vices right now. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. <laughs> Anyways, so <laughs> let's keep talking about saw. So back to saw. Um, I had a question. Oh, let's just talk about the doctor. Mm-hmm. Why? How? Why was he when? chosen? Yes. Okay. So we dive into the background of all these different victims, right? We have the guy that called off work too much because 
he said he was sick, but he wasn't sick. Yeah. And he gets burned alive. Yep. And then with Dr. Gordon, um, the backstory that we get is that he's also a teacher for incoming med students. And there's a motel shot where he's about to cheat on his wife with a student. Yeah. And he doesn't go through with it. Okay. Doesn't go through with it. However, at the same time, Adam, who's in the bathroom with him, is a photographer. Mm-hmm. And he is following Dr. Gordon to get proof of his infidelity. So he's this like slimy photographer dude. I don't even think he's that slimy. He would just pay to follow this dude. But he's being salacious. Right. So, yes, Dr. Gordon was chosen because he was going to cheat on his wife. Okay. More or less. So that's why he was in the room. But why was he chosen? Why did, okay, what happened between him cutting off his own foot? Mm-hmm. Getting out of the, is it like Stockholm syndrome? Like, how did he? When when did it occur for him to be like, I will join in, in creating these games? Did he have an epiphany? To well, I feel like he had the epiphany already when he was about to cheat on his wife, and he was like, No, right. So when he cuts off his foot, there's there's one movie where it shows the whole process of him escaping, right? And they're in this like warehouse basement whatever like it's in, it's like an industrial basement with tunnels and steam pipes and stuff like that so he cuts off his foot he then cauterizes it on a hot pipe as he's like escaping this house thing yeah and john kramer basically like picks him up revives him and brings him in and then we find out in the ninth movie that he's the one that would hide keys in people's bodies for all the games going forward. Because he's a surgeon. He's- How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The surgeon. Oh, my God. That blows my mind. Because, like, but still, why did he join... That's the biggest surprise of this entire franchise for me out of all of them. Mm -hmm. It's like, why did he join? 
So he was also used as this like insurance policy. If because while these games were going on, John Kramer was adopting new disciples, new followers to run these games for him because he was going to die eventually. Yeah. And he wanted his legacy, quote unquote, to be continued. So basically at the same time, John is married. He's married still, or he's like estranged from his wife, whatever it is. But he uses Dr. Gordon as his insurance policy to make sure if any of the disciples killed his wife, then Dr. Gordon would take care of them. Like take them out basically. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. Wow. And we learned that at the end of the ninth movie. It's a huge twist. Yeah. You're welcome. Damn. Okay. So I could have sworn in one of the movies, John Kramer dies. He does. So if he's not dying of... His throat is slit by a buzzsaw. What? Mm -hmm. Saw three. Saw three. Saw three, he dies. Mm -hmm. How come there's like six more movies? Because the timeline of Saw is all over the place. (laughs) The timeline is like a crazy zigzag of just like, yeah, you need like a full PowerPoint presentation to go over the Saw timeline. I've I've noticed there's very complex videos yeah, I've you, been watching. I forget what the order truly is because I don't have it in front of me. What you really need it in front of you. You have like saw one and two, but then like three and four are happening at the same exact time or something oh like that. God. And okay. then there's one that is just like all flashbacks and you think it's going on in real time when it's actually not. And it ties back to like the middle of like two other movies and you're just like, what the fuck's going on? Is that the one where they show like a younger John Kramer? Instead of using the very hokey CGI of de-aging, they use the classic <laughs> one of putting the baseball cap backwards to signify he's younger. Oh, like how they do with Joe and you? Yeah. In the show You, he's I, like, I, I have show. the best disguise. It's a baseball cap. I know. <laughs> Just pulls it no one, no one knows that it's me. I love Joe But so I see much. you. Oh, you. That's right. Love. Mm-hmm. God, I love that show so much. I love it too. Um, so there's some movies where he's younger. Okay, so like mm-hmm. he never had the cancer. That was fake. Right. That's why then However, he did have a like small tumor of sorts in his brain. And oh. we find that out in Saw 3. Okay. Because he kidnaps another surgeon. and she's forced to take care of him and she has like a collar made of shotgun cartridges around her neck and if he flatlines and dies her shotgun collar goes off and blows her face off so it's her job to keep him alive what yeah and that shit's crazy like you can do a whole podcast around that one movie what the fuck okay Mm mm-hmm Oh my god! Just so yes, he dies. Mind. There, there's uh, yeah. So John Kramer dies like halfway through the series, but then there's a copycat, right? There's not a copycat. It's his daughter. He has disciples that carry on for him, and people are like, "Oh, he's back from the dead." Blah blah blah. Right. I remember this. When they're doing the autopsy of John Kramer, mm-hmm. there is a Walkman tape in his stomach that says "Play Me," and and it's like. 
there's a new game about to begin. Oh my like, God. Yep. There's a lot of twists and turns <laughs> that make this franchise so underrated and just, oh, it is such a great franchise. God, all these There's so much going on. Yeah, it's it's like, it reminds me of uh, R. Kelly's Trapped in the Closet. Oh, goodness. With every single line, every single stanza, there's a twist and a turn. Like, I put it on as a joke to one of my friends. I was like, And then you got hooked. And then he was like, well, I have to know what happens now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fucking, like, an hour later, yeah. like, oh, my God. Well, here's the thing. With all these different twists and turns, Saw is more of a soap opera than an actual, you know, torture porn horror genre you know that movie. Has a story it is a soap opera through and through you take away the blood you take away the screaming the whole storyline is a is incredibly soapy the days for sure. of our lives mm-hmm. <laughs> basically touched by an angel touched by a jigsaw um <laughs> yeah it's it's definitely out there with the twists and turns but every single time you hear the hello zep score towards the end of every single Saw movie, yeah, it's like you just automatically know, oh, fuck, there's a big twist coming. What is happening right now? It's like the last two minutes of a football game, and you're just like, what the fuck's going to happen right now? What did I miss? What did I not pick up on? Yeah, it's amazing. And they hit the touchdown every single time. Every single time. Because then you're just like, holy shit, I can't wait for the next one. Oh, my God. Dude. We should just blow through these today because you haven't seen them. I haven't seen them. So, okay, so Jigsaw dies. Mm-hmm. Who carries on the torch? Who's like the main Jigsaw? Now? A dirty cop. A dirty cop? Mm-hmm. Who? A dirty cop. So, Tell me more about this dirty cop. It's funny because it all comes full circle. Is um, it the Zodiac Killer? No, it's not the Zodiac Killer. But I told you that I first got into Saw from Uncle Ronnie's friend, right? Yeah. The guy who becomes the next jigsaw once john kramer dies uh-huh. in real life sold ronnie a motorcycle shut up yep his name really? his name is costas and sold ron this like super sick custom bike are you serious i'm dead serious when was this years ago how come i didn't hear about it you don't know about his bikes i don't know about his bikes no i just know he was it harley i'm not sure what it was Oh, my God. So, does he live around here? No, I don't think so. Oh, this was on the road. It was, I think they met at Sturgis. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's nuts. Yeah. He met the Jigsaw. Yep. Oh, wow. Okay. It's a small world, man. So, anyways, Jigsaw dies. Dirty cop. And a dirty cop takes his place. Yes. So, while he's basically dead, you have, well... Before he dies, Amanda is basically, he's trying to pass the torch to Amanda. Okay. Because he knows he's going to die. Amanda's like, okay, I'll be Jigsaw and set up traps. However, Amanda's fault was she was creating traps that were unbeatable. They were all rigged. She was just killing people. Oh. Right. Okay. So basically that whole thing unfolds, becomes a shit show for her. And then she's tested. She fails her test. When she doesn't know that she's being tested. And then this dirty cop becomes like the ultimate jigsaw, like 2.0. So he's, he's, he's like, I'm not the replacement. 
I'm the upgrade. Right. And he's the main detective searching for Jigsaw. So he's leading Wait a the police force in a totally different way while he's playing these games. Uh-huh. And he's also setting up to frame the next in-line detective. Is it the black guy? Yes. He's the new Jigsaw? No, no, no. He framed oh. a black cop. Oh, from the first movie? No, from a different movie. Okay. Because the first movie has Danny Glover in it. Yeah. He dies. Oh, he dies? Mm-hmm. In what mo- which movie? The first Jigsaw. Doesn't he? I don't remember. No, his partner dies. So okay. Danny Glover's partner, who was the Jin Tao from uh, 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 Rush Hour, yeah. he gets shot in a doorway full of shotguns. Oh, yeah. Remember, remember that, that scene? Yes. yes. Yeah, that scene was fucked. I, was like, I don't think Danny Glover died. No. Danny Glover doesn't die. Or maybe he does die. Because we never see him again. He was like, I am, I'm not doing this shit anymore. He's like, ah, oh, fucking Caucasians. <laughs> Can't do this shit. Fucking white people. White people are nuts. This is a white people problem. I love those memes where it's like horror, white people in horror movies. They're like, what? Say They see a ghost. Hello? Mm-hmm. Hello? And the black people are like, gone <laughs> immediately. Pass. <laughs> I'm out of here. Okay. So the dirty cop. Dirt, yeah. The so the dirty cop basically... You know, gets the torch passed to him, and he—that's a whole segment in itself. But fast forward, fast forward, fast forward. As I said earlier, each Saw movie, all the victims—they all have dossiers on them, right? Mm-hmm. So John Kramer, before he dies, like fully dies, yeah, he has all these dossiers basically, and he has one on this dirty cop because he's a dirty cop as well as the new Jigsaw. And John Kramer basically sets him up as a victim, has his wife put him in a trap. Whoa. Because he's a dirty cop. Okay. And long story short, he beats it, reverses the trap onto John Kramer's wife, kills her with the reverse bear trap. What? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. It is quite the twist. And then once he kills John Kramer's wife tries to burn down his entire jigsaw facility. He's then jumped by three people in pig masks, which I'll get onto the whole pig mask thing, why that's a thing as well. Okay. So um, then we find out after one person takes off their pig mask, it's Dr. Gordon. And Dr. Gordon's like, I'm alive, bitch, and I'm <sighs> taking over this shit. Yeah. So then he becomes the new jigsaw? No. Okay. No. So Dr. Gordon is that insurance policy. Oh, right. Because the dirty cop killed John Kramer's wife. Oh, so then he kills the dirty cop. Mm-hmm. So he killed him? He, what happens to the dirty cop is he brings, he basically like sedates him. Yeah. And then the dirty cop wakes up in the bathroom from Saw 1, chained to a pipe. Uh-huh. He reaches for the box saw. Yeah. Dr. Gordon takes his cane and he puts it out of reach. And he said, there's no, like, there's no out for you or something like that. So he leaves him in there to die. And he dies in there. Wow. That's. So the way that Jigsaw said, the way that Jigsaw said game over in the first one, he's like, game over. And like, Adam's (laughs) like, no. (laughs) Dr. Gordon does the same thing to the 30 cop. Damn. That is. And that's Jigsaw? So That's Jigsaw, right? The movie Jigsaw? Yes. 
full circle. No, that's Saw 3D. Sorry. That was Saw 3D. Mm-hmm. I felt like each movie is like full circle. But check this out. But check this out. One. Check this out. You know, in Saw 2, when they're in like the house with like the pit full of needles and shit. Yeah. The basement of that house is where the bathroom is in Saw 1. Oh my God. What? Mm-hmm. It's all connected. It's all connected. All these movies are connecting. It's like a spiral. Right. So what's up with the pig masks? The pig mask. So, um, why are they wearing pigs? If we jump into the backstory of John Kramer okay. and his personal life. Oh, they, he had a factory. Well, he was a real estate developer. Okay. And yes, he had a partner, blah, blah, blah with, you know, his business ventures, but we'll get into that later if, he, if we even have to. But anyways, he had a hard time conceiving a child with his wife. So what did he do? Yes. <laughs> Took a blue pill and you know, just the rest is history. <laughs> no, but anyways, so he eventually, you know, conceives a child okay. with his wife, and she's like nine nine months pregnant, blah, blah, blah. And she is the manager of a halfway house for, you know, junkies and home, okay. homeless people, whatever. Okay. His first victim is actually a, like a homeless junkie dude. His name is Cecil. Okay. Cecil Adams. All right. How do I know this? I just know this. <laughs> so I'll move it 30 times. Yeah. So anyways, Cecil tries to break into this clinic, this halfway house clinic, while John Kramer's wife is locking it up. She's nine months pregnant. He basically crams her between a door and a wall, killing her baby oh my God. in her stomach. Oh my God. This in itself also puts John Kramer through another spiral. Mm-hmm. No pun intended. <laughs> but this is way before his suicide attempt on himself okay so he basically puts cecil through a test and this test is insane i'm not i could describe it yeah he's in a chair like a normal you know kitchen table chair but there's a series of butcher knives in front of his face like a rib cage oh wow there's like 10 of them and they're interlaced like a mesh weave and he has to push his face through the butcher knives to release himself. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I forget where I was going with this. But anyways, he started this whole, do you value life and do you value your life because of his baby that was killed? So what about the pig mask? So yes, the pig mask. That's what we are talking about. My bad. So he's stalking Cecil through the streets of Chinatown and it's the year of the pig. Oh, so everyone, there's like pig stuff everywhere. Okay. And he puts on a pig mask. So Cecil has no idea who he is. So then he has chloroform in a rag and he puts the chloroform in a pig mask. He finds Cecil, puts the pig mask on him and knocks him out. So ever since that time, he used the pig mask as his like, you know, uh, symbol, his symbol. Yeah. Okay. His Michael Myers. It wasn't just a ripoff of Hostel? No, 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 no. Okay. Wow. I mean, I feel like we only brush the surface of this oh, franchise. Yeah. The franchise is an iceberg, man. Th- this could be a five-hour-long podcast. Maybe we'll revisit it at a later time. Mm-hmm. But tell me more about Spiral. 
if you were to pitch Spiral, what's Spiral all about? Because that features uh, Chris Rock. Chris Rock and Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. So what's You want to play Spiral? games, motherfucker? <laughs> Does he say that? He says that. Oh, my God. He says that in the trailer, and I was like, no fucking way. <laughs> when I hear Samuel say, you want to play games, motherfucker? I'm like, yep. Yep. I'm here for this. I, yeah, I will watch this 10 times. Um, <laughs> so a little known fact is that Chris Rock is a Saw super fan. Really? Saw? I think that, yeah, I think yeah. I knew that. So and that's Chris, why I got the gig because it wasn't supposed to be him, but he like, he insisted. produced it. He produced he, it. He was one of the main producers for it. Oh my God. He may have directed part of it too. Chris Rock. Mm-hmm. So what's that, what's that movie all about? Is it a prequel? Is it a sequel? It's a sequel. It's in the same universe as saw however it's different so is it are they trailing the jigsaw killer or another killer there's not a jigsaw killer per se but there is a killer that is targeting cops oh and yes it's it's it's, true detective where it's like same universe different story it's kind of like rogue one how we have like the whole like star wars franchise but then we have like rogue one yeah. Or we have like the Mandalorian. So it's a spinoff. It's a spinoff. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it's a good spinoff. It could stand on its own. Like if I were to just watch Spiral, mm-hmm. I, I would be fine. I think so. Okay. I'll check it out. Yeah, it's good. Wow. Okay. So with the 10th film, Saw 10. Saw 10 comes Saw out X. October 2023. What do you think is going to happen? I mean, you've seen all nine films. Mm-hmm. Where is this going to go now? Because Who knows? I, because John that, Kramer's dead. That's what's so intriguing about the Saw franchise. When it first came out to every installment that came out, you're like, what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. Where what's are they going to take this? And right. Because like you have this entire franchise that's built on twists. So it's like, mm-hmm. whatever they come up with, it's going right. to be. Because I, John yeah. Kramer's dead. He's dead. He's dead. His wife is dead. Yep. Um, the dirty cop is dead. Amanda is dead. All the major players, Donnie Wahlberg, who was a detective in three of the movies or four of the movies, is dead. Dr. Gordon. Dr. Gordon's alive. Maybe. Maybe he's the next Jigsaw. Maybe. However, when Dr. Gordon jumps the dirty cop and sedates him, mm-hmm. there's two other people with him that help him because he's handicapped. He has one foot. Right? So he needs other people to help him. Okay. And I think those people are like other disciples because yeah. in the movie Saw 3D, I want to say it's Saw 3D, <laughs> I think, there is a Jigsaw Survivor help group, basically. And it meets in this church. And oh, wow. that's when we see Dr. Gordon again because he's like in the shadows as this like shabby figure and he's like, you know, talking shit to someone else. And, and you're just like, holy shit, that's Dr. Gordon. Yep. And then when I see that, I'm like, holy fuck. I was right about Saw 2. <laughs> it was him the whole time. It was him the whole time. It was him. But um, yeah, so there's all these other Jigsaw survivors and you get like little bits and pieces of what they went through. And I think it could spin off like that. Okay. There's other survivors that became disciples that we never even knew about. Really? So I feel like it could technically go on forever, just like the Halloween movies. And I oh, just saw Halloween. I just saw Halloween ends. Oh my god! Okay, don't spoil it for me. I haven't seen it yet, but I am gonna watch it. Um, did you like it? 
I'm a Michael Myers super fan. It was okay. It was okay? It was all right. I won't spoil it for you. I heard the ending is divisive. The ending can go two different ways. It's And I won't dive into it. It's unclear. It's pretty clear. Okay. It's clear how they wanted it to end. But if you are someone who's analytical when it comes to horror movies and subliminal messages. Oh, boy. You're like, oh, okay. All right. It's it's good. It's entertaining. There's another subplot in it that I thought was going to actually like come to fruition. But I'll just I'll, I'll let you check it out. Oh boy. Okay. Yeah. Cuz like I really liked Halloween 2018 cuz they did something new for the franchise with like uh Laurie Strode being like this uh brooding uh character that like it's like of course she's going to turn into this like doomsday prepper Sarah Connor person cuz she survived this mm-hmm. horrific event. And then with Halloween Kills it was like all the other Halloween movies where it became a slasher. Halloween Kills just fine. sucked. I was really disappointed. I didn't like it. I don't I, think anybody liked it. I went to the premiere because it was at the Chicago International Film Festival. I'm in there in the music box, mm-hmm. room full of Halloween super fans. We're cheering. We're like, yeah. And then and everybody I, was disappointed. And I left it like, oh, I like the other one better. Mm-hmm. I expected something more and it was the easy way out. Oh, well. I feel like Halloween Kills was rushed. It was because it was, this, I think it was filmed at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's the same actors. They looked exactly the same. So it was probably rushed. Anyways, let's keep talking about Saw. There's a Saw, lot to unpack still. Saw 10. Okay, let's get off the fence about Saw. So with Saw 10, will it be set in space? Just like Jason <laughs> oh, X. Goodness. Um. I'm I'm curious to see how they actually go through with it on the International Space Station because it's like I will it's throw you bit, out of the airlock. Hold on, let me pull up and see. It'll be like Among Us. Let's see who's the imposter. So we had Spiral come out in 2021. We had Jigsaw come out in 2017. However, Saw 3D. So Jigsaw and Spiral were like branches off of the main Saw timeline yeah in my eyes because you have saw one saw two saw three and then it goes from saw six to saw seven which is technically saw 3d when everything was in 3d yep back in 2010 no one asked for saw 3d but no one in 3d no one asked for piranha three double d yes like no one asked for (laughs) sharknado in 3d yes no one asked for these 3d movies but it was all the rage so i see saw 10 as a sequel to Saw 7, which is Saw 3D. And that came out in 2010. So we're 13 years later. Is it for sure the next installment of uh, Saw, or is it a spinoff? I want to say it's the next installment of Saw, Okay, because it is Saw X, or Saw 10. So it's going to be Saw The Force Awakens. Probably. It's been 13 years since Saw. Saw. The last puzzle piece. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for the games to end. That'd be good. That'd be good. It's the final one. And then you reboot it. Mm-hmm. And then the one in 2025 will be Saw. And it's just, let's start over. Mm-hmm. And actually, now I'm thinking It'll be about a Netflix original. You know, it's going to suck. Now I'm thinking back as to how when I tied the game Twisted Metal into the Saw movies. 
Okay. The production firm, Twisted Pictures, was created for the Saw franchise. Okay. You know, like the whole like yeah. intro scene with like the steak going in with the barbed wire yep. and everything. And I, I, I think I just connected like Twisted Pictures and Twisted Metal. Like, I'm like, holy shit, this is that video game. But no. You didn't notice, but your brain did. My brain did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that game, I played it way too young. I think we all did. And I think it was the boxer storyline where, like, I think they, like, took his teeth out or something. That really fucked me up. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is scary. How about the, like, war, like, there's, like, a prisoner of war guy. He had to eat his comrade. Remember that? And then he wore, like, his, like, skull and bones as, like, armor Ooh, or some shit. Oh, boy. Yeah. That game was heavy. Yeah. We don't so, have that anymore. We need that again. No. But yeah, going back into Saw, like, we barely scratched the iceberg. We did. In this franchise, there's a lot to go on. Every single movie could be like a two-hour podcast. Every single one. Because there's, there's, there's so much unpack. However, the plot line stays the same. So the whole story of John Kramer and why he does this and how he tries to enlighten people and like rebaptize them mm-hmm. so that they are grateful for their lives that transcends the entire franchise. But there are so many twists and turns, so many just, Oh my gosh, I did not see that coming type yeah. of things. And it's hard to think of them on the fly, but I highly recommend this movie. Highly, highly, you recommend highly it. recommend it. I remember in high school, jumping the gun on the final question. <laughs> yes. I, I remember in high school, people would just give me so much shit. Like my, my teammates, my friends. Why do you like this? It's so stupid, man. And I, I was just like, I can't wait for this. I'm so excited. And they're like, you're fucked up, man. Oh, they didn't like it because they thought it was jacked up. People. I didn't like it because I was like, only normies watch that shit. Oh, no. No, because growing up when we were in high school, there was this, you know, stigma with Saw. It's like, oh, that's just like torture and blood and guts and stuff like that. Yep. And the majority of people that would say that never actually saw the movie. Sounds about right. Right? They're you're you're judging something by a trailer, by a you know It still happens now with a lot of movies. It like does. there's negative press and then people rather see the headline, mm-hmm. form their opinion from that headline as with anything. And then not make a not actually watch the thing. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen movies that had negative press and I watch it and I'm like this was actually good. Like, oh, what yeah. the fuck? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so Saw is just like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's a lot to really dive into. And I would love to watch all of them with you because you have not seen them. And you mentioned in a podcast episode earlier oh, boy. that I think it was you or one of your guests, they said, I wish I could go back and see something for the first time. Yeah. And I forget what you guys were talking about. I remember saying that, but, um, it happens to me a lot. You guys talked about wanting to see someone's reaction to something. Oh, that was Aaron. He was talking about, we were talking about from dusk till dawn. That's from the dusk till dawn, um, podcast. No, was no, it? it was not that one. I think it was silence of the lambs. Just silence like, of the lambs. That's what it was. Yeah. And mm-hmm. he was like, do you ever wish you can see something for the first time again? I'm like, absolutely. Yeah. I can list. 
yep. the the stories I wish I can read again, movies I could watch again for the first time to elicit that reaction. Yep. And that's why people watch reaction videos. Right. And I would love to see your reaction to the twists and turns of the entire Saw franchise in real time. That would be really cool to see. You know what? We have time. And yeah, I'll 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 sign myself up. Mm-hmm. I'll sign my okay, I have some ideas how to do that, but yeah. Yeah. We could do that. Get past the gore, get past the I don't care about the gore. You know, the frantic nature of all the shit that happens in these movies. And there's such a good story beneath it all. <laughs> there is. Okay. It's it is a well thought out, crazy at times story. You made your girlfriend watch all of them. And I was like, oh man, that poor girl. And then you tell me she actually likes them. So I'm like, yeah, because once you get into, once you get into something and like truly like push all the fluff out of it, like, you know, take the horror genre out of it and look at the storyline. Yeah. You're like, okay, I kind of see where this is going. All right. Okay. I believe you. Learn to like what people hate. I believe you. Okay. So you recommend this movie. Yes. Um, I guess my final question. Well, I recommend it, but I also feel like it's the one of the most underrated franchises. Which film would you recommend somebody to watch for the first time out of this entire franchise? The first one? Mm-hmm. Okay. So just start with number one. And just one. go in order. Okay. Because some movies, some franchises are like, oh, start with this one. This one's the best. So the first one. Okay. So I guess my final question, because I would recommend the first one. That's the only one I've seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, my final question for you, John Kramer, Jigsaw. Is he the villain or is he the secret hero of this franchise? Well, is he, mis- is he just misunderstood? So I wouldn't say he's a hero and I wouldn't say he's a villain. However, when you put it in the horror genre, he technically is a villain. And for the first time, he's the villain who actually succeeds. And if you think of other horror movies, yeah, there's other villains. Yeah, Michael Myers always keeps coming back, blah, blah, blah. However, John Kramer as Jigsaw always succeeds. Even after death, Mm. he still succeeds. So his legacy transcends throughout the entire Saw universe and it never gets halted. Okay. Which is pretty cool to think about. So what he does, he believes he's doing good. Mm -hmm. I mean, the method is messed up and evil, but like at the core, he's like, I'm helping people. Right. Wow. I, I don't know if you, that would be considered an anti-hero. Could be. Could he, be. He could be like a... Mm, yeah, it's really hard to label him. Okay. He's, he, like, he's, he's a complex figure. He's his own unique mind. And that's what draws me back to horror and serial killers. It's the mindset. Like, yeah, I talked about like the you know, dominating properties and the controlling properties of their characters. But it's the mindset that truly drives me into those specific films. Like if I could go back to school, redo everything that I did, yeah, I would become a forensic psychiatrist in a heartbeat. Like the mind of killers, whether it's, you know, nonfiction or totally made up fiction interests me. Okay. And that's what pulls me into that specific genre of film. So you're like an intellectual killer, mm-hmm. like uh, Hannibal Lecter. Just like that. 
A beautiful mind trapped in a crazy brain. Mm-hmm. Um, Accurate. And that's what John Kramer is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, in a way, you could call it a beautiful mind. It's pretty sick. It's pretty twisted. But is he an intellectual? Because like Hannibal Lecter, like he indulges in fine arts and stuff, but he's a cannibal. I think John Kramer is like an ex-engineer or something oh, so like that. He's very smart. He's very smart. Well, he has to be to put all these games together. Mm-hmm. However, like the games themselves are they're yes they are life or death games but there's always like a subliminal riddle put into it like he tells them exactly how to succeed either directly or indirectly through a riddle like there's one game where there's these two people they're chained up by a wall and there's a shotgun in the middle of the room yeah and he says here's the key to your freedom and he puts two shotgun shells in a shotgun a lady in the room grabs it, tries to shoot the guy in the room. It backfires, blows her face off. That was in the second one, right? Nope. I remember this. No, one. that's in Jigsaw. Jigsaw so clip or something. the guy in the room that was going to be shot, but the shotgun backfires on purpose and kills her, the keys to their locks were in the shotgun shells. So Jigsaw is like, here's the keys to your freedom as he puts the shotgun shells in the shotgun. And as it was fired, the keys are blown apart. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. So there are so many little twists like that. It's an escape room. Basically. <laughs> Basically, Saw is an escape room. You're spot on. Wow. Okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah, my mind is just blown right now. Because like escape rooms have become such a pop culture thing now. And to think that it most likely started from the saw craze because all of that, the riddles and the puzzle solving was in saw. Mm -hmm. And now it's like, Oh, let's do it in real life. Let's lock people in a room and figure (laughs) it out. Yeah. I could see that. I always love escape rooms. I did one recently where it's like in the beginning, it's like, Oh, fun. And then by the end, it's like, I just want to get out of here. You're like freaking out. You're like, you're like, what does this mean? It's like, okay, it's done now. Another room opens. Oh, fuck's sake. I want to get out of here. Yeah. And you're like, how I want to go I, home now. How did I end up in Wrigleyville when I started out in South Loop? <laughs> Is there a portal in here? <laughs> Why am I in Gary, Indiana? Uh, <laughs> uh, that would be incredible. It's like you finish it and it's like you end up somewhere else. It's like, oh, shit. I actually had this idea for an escape room where it was a escape room that basically teetered on the edge of possibly killing you, but it wouldn't. So imagine being in like a submarine escape room. After a certain time, water would start to flow into the room and it would keep flooding the room and flooding the room. Or like a pyramid of Giza thing where like sand starts pouring into the room. That sounds like a liability nightmare. Of course, there'd be insurance and like you'd sign a waiver for it and other shit, but it wouldn't actually kill you. I'd do it. Because I went through like haunted houses. People might get a heart attack yeah. and die. I mean, but that happens in movies too. Like Passion of the Christ, people had heart attacks and fainted while in theaters seeing Passion of the Christ. No. Mm-hmm. You remember that? Was that real? Yeah. And that's why that movie got so much bad press because of it how- got bad press? Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. You remember that? No, I just remember that it was, I never saw it. Um, 
I just remember a lot of people were like, it's, you gotta and see like, it. And like people started like giving Mel Gibson so much shit for like how graphic it was and everything. It's like, it well, probably was. It's like, well, do you not understand the whole story of Christ and they how graphic it is? To the point of death and then they nailed him to a cross yeah. to suffocate and die. Like, right. And now we have Passion of the Christ 2 coming out in 2024. The resurrection. Oh, yeah. He has unfinished business. Passion of the Christ 2. Crucify this motherfucker. <laughs> Oh, man. Yep. I'm here for it. Okay, Pete, are you ready to close this out? Yeah, let's close it out. All right. Well, hold on. We should do like another eight-part series on Saw. Okay, we'll do it. No, I'm joking. That's a lot. It's a lot for this audience to take in. But yeah, we'll we'll do it to some capacity. Yeah, because I'm curious. There's a lot to go into. I want to go on this ride. I think once... Me. I think this episode, I definitely, you know, teased you, you teased about the me. franchise itself. I'm like, but what? once you actually watch these movies... I think that that episode is going to be pretty juicy because okay. you're going to want to unpack a lot of shit. I don't like true crime because of the graphic nature of it. I just don't want to hear that shit. Mm-hmm. But what interests me, and I there's a few YouTube channels about this, is the criminal psychology. Going into the mind of why these criminals think the way they do. And what's also in, uh, juicy for me is the interviews when they're apprehended Mm -hmm. and they're like it's like a criminal psychologist is like see this this is why the interviewer is doing this uh the criminal is like trying to get out of it but it's just not going to work and this is probably why they're i'm interested in that Mm -hmm. and i want to do that with jigsaw yeah totally i I think it's there totally but there i mean the whole psychological aspect of jigsaw john kramer himself yeah you have the psychological aspect of amanda his first disciple that you see in the series. And then you have the dirty cop of Dr. Gordon. You have all these other people to dissect. It's like, why the victims turn to, it's like, it's like you're the prisoner. Why are you following the prison guard? Mm -hmm. Shouldn't you want to run away? But they choose not to. They choose to go into the institution that John Kramer is creating. It's like, why? I want to know why. You have to watch and find out. Okay. We'll do that. And it's the juice is worth the squeeze. Yeah, okay. I believe you. I will happily watch all these movies with you. I believe you. Okay. Then let's do it. I mean, I brought a bunch of donuts from Do Right. We are not sponsored at the moment, but these donuts look fantastic. Yeah. It's all you need to get through a few movies. Okay. All right. We'll do it. Are you ready to close this out? Let's do it. But that's it for this time on Syndicate. We hope you enjoyed yourself. We've been talking about the Saw franchise. Please check them all out where they are available. And Pete, thank you so much for coming back. Armand, thank you so much. It's always a pleasure. It's always a pleasure to have you on. And I look forward to doing more podcasts with you. Looking forward to it. All right. So you are off the grid. I'm off the grid. Off the grid. All right. Well, if you want to keep this conversation going, please add us on your favorite social media platform at Syndicate. That is Syndicate on Instagram and Letterboxd. Or join the Discord server where you can catch myself along with other podcasters and listeners talking about this movie and others at syndicate.com forward slash Discord. Until next time, stop that scroll and spend more time watching. Goodbye.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.